This podcast contains material of an adult nature. It's not safe for work or appropriate for children under the age of 18. If you're offended by mature content, please stop listening now. The stories included in this podcast are not checked for factual content and are for entertainment purposes only. It's secondhand story time. Hello, and welcome to episode number 34 of Secondhand Storytime, the show where we tell stories we heard from someone else. I'm Will, your host. This week, I'm happy to be joined again by my longtime friend Nathan, this time telling a story about a co-worker's neighbor, who, at the least, is a bad neighbor, and at the most, might be crazy. Please enjoy. All right, I'm back with uh, my buddy Nathan again. Hello. Yeah, glad to have you back. Yes. Yeah, you've got a uh, secondhand story. This time, I yes. guess, not involving Dan. No, no. I'm, uh, this this does involve someone else at work. Um, okay. He's having some, some issues with a neighbor of his. All right, well, that sounds, uh, sounds promising already. So whenever you're ready, uh, get started. All right, well, I, uh, first off, I, I do want to send a shout-out to the, the folks at Bluegrass Brewing Company. I'm enjoying their Nut Brown Ale, which... Tastes vaguely of cigarette ash. <laughs> no, seriously, it, it tastes exactly how like a um, cigarette ash in a in an ashtray the day after, like the morning after, you got that hangover, and you're right. staring at the cigarette ash, and it just it just reeks, and then then this beer is it's like cigarette ash, but I'm gonna finish it anyway. Yeah, well. I imagine the end result will be the same, regardless of taste. Okay. So, anyway, this a uh, little bit of backstory. My buddy Drew is uh, a recent homeowner. He just purchased his first house. He got married and then bought his first house like a month later. Okay, good for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, they, they live in a sort of older uh, residential neighborhood. You know, they're houses from the, the, the 50s. Anyway, they've got a... So they've got houses on either side of them. Right. One house is empty, um, and then the other house has a uh, an older gentleman living there who okay. is um, late fifties, early sixties, somewhere around there. Um, he okay. he drinks a lot. He doesn't have any friends. He doesn't have a phone, um, and is uh, well, kind of lonely. Ah, uh, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a very sad situation for the guy. Anyway, when Drew moved in, um, he had to be gone for the whole summer. Um, he took a a uh, internship at a newspaper up in um, up in Wisconsin. Okay. So um, while he was gone, he he talked to this neighbor enough to to know him a little bit, and um, while he was gone, the neighbor offered, "Hey, man, I'll." I'll uh, you give me a six pack. I'll mow your yard a couple of times. And you said, "Yeah, this is great. Sure, that so seems fair." Stick- yeah, yeah. The guy doesn't have a car as well, so you know, said, well, you know what? Yeah, sure. I'll give him a six pack. I'll mow the yard a couple of times. That'll be great. Um, so at the at the end of summer, he gets back. The guy's mowed his yard a couple of times. Um, and so the uh. Now, the the relationship continues. Um, right, so the guy I will come. The guy will come over. At first, it's a couple times a week. 
he comes in and says, hey, man, how's it going? You got a beer? And Drew, being a nice fellow, uh, said, sure, sure, here you go. Right. So uh, the neighbor comes over and bums, bums brewskis every, uh, every other day, let's okay. say. Um, and then, then it gets to the point where he's coming over every day to, oh, wow. uh, to get a beer. Which yeah, Drew's okay with. Drew and, usually comes home and you know, he cracks open a beer and, and, and has one himself. Okay. But, uh, but then it gets to the point where the, the neighbor's coming over. He's like, hey, man, you have a beer? Cool. Uh, can I use your phone? You know, then he, he uses uh, Drew's phone and makes a call. And um, Drew's wife is a little bit creeped out by the guy because uh, just he's, he's over there all the time. Um, from time to time, she can catch him peeking in their windows. Really? Yeah, just just doing general creepy old guy stuff. But maybe he had a legitimate reason to be there. Maybe right. he's just checking to see if they're they're home. Right, that's, and that's understandable, I guess. Yeah, but it's yeah. still a little weird. Yes, so she's she is getting increasingly weirded out by the guy. Right. So the you know the he's he's coming over every every day to use the phone and and get beer and the what what breaks what breaks it is he comes over one day and instead of using the front door he just uh, goes in their back door. He goes. He goes in their back backyard and okay. walks up to their to their back door, which are these uh, these two big glass doors. Right. And uh, pretty much just lets himself in. Oh wow! And, so like no, no knocking or anything. No, not really. Wow. And this this just creeps them the hell out. Yeah, that's I, that's not okay for like a casual acquaintance. Right. So and it's barely okay for people you know really well. Yeah, yeah, like I, I'd never do that to, to someone I knew, unless I was planning to scare them or something like that. Right. So uh, this is this is the the final straw for Drew's wife, and you know Drew Drew by this time he's he's pretty much he's pretty pissed off about it, but he's not going to say anything. Um, so his wife kind of gets behind him and says, "All right, we're going to go over there and we're going to tell him." So they go over to his house and say, "Hey, man." Look, this is this is enough. We're just going to be neighbors. Um, you know, we're going to stay on our side. You're going to stay on your side. We're not going to give you any more beers. We don't. You know, we don't expect you to come over and do any sort of uh, yard work for us. You know, we just kind of want. Uh, we just kind of want to be left alone. So right. he doesn't. He doesn't take it so well. He gets a little bit pissed off. Like, oh, all I wanted was a couple beers. You know, I just uh, did some yard work for you and. Um, so you know he's not exactly happy about it, right? So that that's all they hear from the guy for uh, a couple months. You know they don't they don't hear anything out of him, right? So he's gone back to like neighbor seclusion, <laughs> right? Right. Um. So they uh, they notice that the guy hasn't been around or hasn't been in his house for a while because they you know they see him. Um, mowing the yard or or doing stuff out back, so he's he's gone for a couple weeks. So right. one morning, Drew wakes up and uh, he hears yelling out the his bedroom window, which is facing the neighbor's house. Okay. So um, do, you, do you have any idea what time of day this is? Like, if he's waking is, up, it's morning, but this is probably around seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning. 
Okay, so it's not like a late late Saturday where he just happened to be getting up. This is like early. No. This is this is early on a Monday morning. Okay. So apparently the neighbor had come home the night before. And apparently he had tied one on because he is still drunk and he is yelling. And uh he is yelling something like, "You're about to get a reality check, Devin." Devin is what he calls Drew. Apparently, the, the people who owned the house before Drew and Meg owned it uh, were Bosnian. Okay. And the guy's name was Devin, and he uh, he still thinks that uh, that Drew is Devin. He will refer to Drew as Devin and as a Bosnian. So something's clearly not right with this guy, where he hasn't adjusted that there's a different person there. Yes. Yes. So Drew, he he gets up. He puts some uh, he puts some clothes on. And he goes outside and he looks around and the guy's gone. Right. So he comes back in and he starts making himself breakfast. And then he hears some music blasting um, from outside, uh, coming from the neighbor's direction. So he goes and has a peek. And the guy's out there shouting again. Um, and it's this, you know, it's this old guy. Right. Uh, but he's, he's dressed very oddly. He's really? got... He's got jeans and a uh, you know, cut-off T-shirt on. Um, so when you say like a cut-off T-shirt, like no sleeves. No sleeves. Sleeveless okay. T-shirt. But not like uh, a belly tee. No. Not like no, an no, 80s no. cut-off. Okay. Um, not like a sticks drummer or something like that. Okay, just checking. He's got a, uh, a baseball cap turned around backwards and a cigarette over his ear. And he's got a big red bandana tucked into one of his uh, front pockets on his jeans. Okay. I, I don't know where he'd been for the, the last two weeks. Maybe it was like a, a training camp for the Bloods. I guess they're initiating in the suburbs now. Yeah, and uh, like where and, you you live, your city is not really... There's not like yeah. a gangland problem there. No. It's no. not a, not that kind of thing. This this is South Central Kentucky. We we yeah. don't even know what the hell that is. That's the only reason I bring it up is that this is not like you wouldn't see gangbangers just walking around. No. And if someone no, commits a crime against you, they are almost certainly not in a gang. Yes, most assuredly yes. But what really is is the most important part of this uh, this this picture is that the guy is blasting Shout at the Devil. <laughs> it, is just, it is just roaring behind him. It's like the guy's been playing it to get himself pumped up and ready to, uh, ready to, to, to yell Devin down. And once again, the guy just screams, You ready for your reality check, Devin? Like, I, I can't anticipate anything good happening next. Well, um... No, no, apparently Drew, Drew went back inside, or went back to his, uh, his kitchen, and he's like, shit, I gotta leave. I'm gonna have to deal with this. Right. So he, he went out his front door, or he got his, all, all his stuff together and went out his front door, and the guy was gone. Really? Uh, but, and yeah, he went back inside. Wow, he really, so, uh, it's like high tide and low tide with that guy. He's ready to go, and then he's completely gone. Twice now. So uh, Drew left and uh, did not uh, <laughs> did not confront him, which is probably a good thing because the guy was probably still drunk from the night before. Yeah, got home, said it was time to party, and got toe up. 
Must have been. Yeah, I mean, he, he hasn't heard anything out of a peep out of the guy since. Um, but uh, I, honestly, it's one of the strangest things I've ever heard. He, that is pretty weird. But to top it all off, we, uh, one of the guys we work with, Mike, he uh, he's a he's a bit of a oh he's a very he's a very religious fellow. Right. Um, he doesn't usually get into our conversations because we're a fairly raunchy bunch. That's understandable. But he um, he he chimed in when Drew told this story at work. He said, "Hey man, I know you've got some guns. You should have you should have gone out there with one of your guns and waved it in his face." That sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> it sounds like a very Christian thing to do. Right. Wow. <laughs> and Jesus said unto the Israelites, "Wave your Glock nine in front of the guy in front of your <laughs> opponent's face." And you know. Here's the thing. If the other guy has guns, and he's drunk, and he's and clearly... Crazy. Yeah, exactly. Like, he can't tell the difference between the old tenant and the new tenant. I bring out my guns. There's every chance in the world that he thinks, oh, it's gun time, and he goes and gets his guns. Exactly. I mean, not that I we know he has guns or not, but there's a... You could flip a coin in Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. Like, and... heads yes, tails no. Yes, and tails probably yes still. Yeah, exactly. Like, flip that coin three times. If it comes up heads any time, bring that gun out. Waving a gun around in public is not, not what you want to do in the best of situations, and this is not a... I'm going to say, yeah, it's it's for the best, for sure, that he did not bring his gun out. Yes, and, and he was of that opinion as well. Well, that's good. Uh, he sounds like he's a reasonable guy. Yeah, no, he's he's pretty reasonable. Good to hear. But, uh, yeah, that's... So there there's something we can... I can I can be on the watch for is uh, more crazy neighbor stories. Yeah, I mean if there's any updates, you're welcome welcome back on. But yeah, thanks for sharing that. No problem, no problem. Anytime. Time for feedback now. I'm happy to say there were a couple of comments left about last week's episode on our blog. Travis wrote in to say, "Well, at least they weren't having consensual sex in the missionary position." You know, a lot of the times it's hard to tell when people are being sarcastic online. Travis, I'm happy to say that in your case, it comes through loud and clear. The Reverend Jeremy White also chimed in to say, Glory be, what an interesting game. I may have to try me some of that. Well, if you do, Jeremy, let us know how it goes. And that does it for this week's episode. Big thanks to Nathan for coming on and sharing that story. If you'd like to be like Travis or the Reverend Jeremy White and comment on our blog about this story or any other, head on over to secondhandstorytime.com. While you're there, you can find links to subscribe either through RSS or through iTunes and get the show automatically every week. You can also find links to our Facebook group, our musician, Gummery, and our license, which is the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Unported License. If you prefer to receive updates through Twitter, head on over to twitter.com secondhandstory. To get in touch with me directly, write to will at secondhandstorytime.com. I'm always interested in feedback, and I need more stories. So if you've got something that you think would be good for the show, please get in touch with me. Thanks for listening, we'll have another episode next Thursday. <laughs>